Acts, the 16th chapter, verse 31. We read these words. They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Now, in the last 60 days, we have experienced some wonderful growth here at the church. Uh, More and more people are choosing to make this their church home, and we couldn't be more thrilled about it. The truth is, uh, as you look around, this service is pretty much packed out. Uh, Just enough space to stay away from people you don't want to touch. But beyond that, I mean, it's... (laughs) It's a, it's a little jammed, kind of hard to find uh, uh, places to sit. Um, we've been experiencing that more and more. And uh, in our meetings, we thought, well, it's just because of the holidays. And, you know, the 31st, we'll really see how many people are, are really coming on a consistent level because it's kind of a weird time of the year and it's still jammed out. So uh, we got challenges there. So, yeah. So let me encourage those of you who've been here a while and you really consider this your church home and, and, uh, and you think, you know, what can I do to help advance the kingdom of God? Let me share something that you can do that will really help advance the kingdom right now and that's come to the 830 service. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, I'm just as serious as I can possibly be. Now, if you've got little rugrats and it's a pain to get them all earlier so I get it but if if you can it would really help us uh, it's a simple thing you could do that will open up chairs for people that are coming more seekers come in the later service who knows you might be giving up a chair that'll make a difference in someone's life for eternity so if you can let me encourage you it could be worse we could be sending you to Borneo for a year in missions or something like that or <laughs> or some other horrid thing. So a very simple thing you could do that will make a difference in the kingdom is if you could get your cute little bodies at the 830 service and ease up some of this. Uh, even with that, this will only fill up again and then we're probably going to be looking at three services on a Sunday morning. Yeah, you for you. <laughs> are these people you know so uh anyway so that that's that's the next challenge and we'll be figuring that out soon enough uh beyond that about the only other option and and we're looking at it seriously is opening opening up a uh west side campus on the west side of green bay so we're going to be looking over the next several months about a building over there and we're not going to build another taj mahal don't worry about that but just uh you know some kind of warehouse we can fix up stuff and put a live worship team and a campus pastor and stuff over there and then connect via video uh you won't see me live you'll see me on the screen and uh and open up some more space over there uh it's kind of how our, our campus church in stevens point's been operating and we've got other churches that are wanting to get in on this so but we'll just keep seeing what god does this is an exciting thing it could be bigger problems nobody could be here <laughs> that'd be a very depressing problem but uh so we're excited but anyway as the church is continuing to grow and more and more people are coming and and uh and and more lives are, are being touched we i've gotten quite a few questions posed to me via email and conversations and what people are asking is uh, as they're coming they're new they, they ask the question what do you guys believe about 
and then fill in the blank. And uh, I thought, well, this morning as we bring this year to a close, an exciting year, certainly over the last few months and getting ready to launch into this next year, 2007. Wow, who'd have thunk, huh? <laughs> when I was a kid, I, I couldn't imagine being so old that I lived to 2000. <laughs> but uh, I'm still here, praise God. And uh, as we bring this to a close, I thought this would be a good time to uh, answer the question, address the question, what is it that we believe here at our church? Now, there's no way we can uh, address all the different you know, practical and theological questions in one sermon. We'd be here forever. But uh, I, I do want to give a basic explanation of what it is that we believe. And, and more specifically, I want to explain to you what we believe about the word believe. Now, in the dictionary, you'll find two definitions of the word believe. One means to cling to, to trust in, to rely on. As in, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? The other definition means to think. As in, I I believe it's three o'clock. Now, the first statement, I believe in Jesus, is a major statement of faith. To trust in, cling to, rely on. Jesus, as the Savior of my soul, if you were to put a gun to my head and demand that I renounce Jesus as my Savior, I would have to decline, even though it would cost me my life. The second statement, I believe it's three o'clock, is not a statement I would stake my life on. If you held a gun to my head and told me to say it was five o'clock, even though I knew it to only be three o'clock, I would have no problem telling you it's five (laughs) o'clock. And I wouldn't even be lying because I would justify in my head that as the country song says, it's five o'clock somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Amazingly, what most churches fight over as beliefs pretty much belong in the I think category. Not in the I trust, cling to, rely on category. We fuss and fight over some of the stupidest stuff in Christianity. And uh, I want to talk about that this morning. I want to start first by looking at what we believe in, in the first sense. What we cling to, trust in, rely on. What's non-negotiable for us. Now most of the beliefs of Christianity, the hardcore beliefs, are shared pretty much by all churches. They can be found in established creeds, such as the Apostles' Creeds or the Nicene Creed. Go through some of it this morning. Number one, we believe in one God, as revealed in three persons, otherwise known as the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You say, well, how can that be possible? I don't understand that. Well, don't confuse I believe with I understand. It's not the same. There are a great many things that I believe that I do not understand. I I believe there's something bigger than me. Something that bigger than this gray matter can even begin to figure out. Don't try to come at God in a matter of, gee, I don't know if I understand everything. If you think you're going to understand everything, you'll never experience God. Believe it or not, God is bigger than your little brain. Really? (laughs) Yep, he is. Now, we can try and explain things that are difficult to understand. You know, there's there's lessons in nature. Even with the Trinity, you can use uh, the example of water. You've got water. Water is made up of H2O. If it gets hot enough, it turns into steam. Looks completely different, completely 
different characteristics, yet it's still only H2O. And as most of us here are painfully familiar with, there is the ice version. Still, H2O, it's all one thing, yet three totally different form so kind of gives you a little bit of an understanding but even with that it's just a scratch at it the reality is I'll never quite grasp or understand it but I don't have to understand everything I understand that God created everything we believe in that nothing exists that wasn't created by him we believe in Jesus Christ conceived by the Holy Spirit born of a virgin God incarnate the word made flesh the Bible says what we've been celebrating the month of December about the Christmas story We believe Jesus lived a perfect life, taught us the truth about God, being God himself, and performed miracles as a testament to who he was. We believe he was the Lamb of God who willingly took our punishment, was crucified and died for the sins of mankind, that salvation from sins could be possible. And we believe salvation from sins is only possible through Jesus Christ. We believe he was buried on the third day, raised to life again, and now sits at the right hand of God. We believe he will come, to, come again someday to establish his kingdom that will never end. We believe there will be a judgment day, a day of reckoning when all men and women will answer for their lives. We believe in a literal heaven and a literal hell. Some people say, nah, just earth is hell. Well, sometimes it feels like hell, but trust me, there's a real hell coming and it's going to be a lot worse than this place. We believe in the Bible as the inspired word of God. People say, do you really believe the Bible? Someone challenged me recently. Do you really believe all the stories? Do you really believe that that a whale swallowed Jonah? I said, I'd I'd believe it if it said Jonah swallowed the whale. (laughs) We believe in certain sacraments. A sacrament meaning something sacred in character or significance. like, uh, like, Like marriage, like communion, like baptism. Now that's not an exhaustive list. There's lots of very clear teachings in the Bible that we believe. They're they're intense, solid, non-negotiable things. And virtually every Christian church believes in the same things. Where we get ourselves into trouble is when we start delving into areas of belief that are not so clear. They're more in the I think areas. Not that they're not important, but they're much more I think kind of things. But then we try and turn them into I believe, trust, and cling to ideas. And that's where we get ourselves in trouble. And I want to give you a few examples. Some of the questions that I've been asked recently. Uh, One of them uh, that I got via email was about the Sabbath. What about the Sabbath? Don't you believe that the uh, Old Testament taught that the uh, Sabbath was actually Saturday? That's what Sabbath actually means. It's the Saturday. Don't you think we should be worshiping on Saturday? And I replied and said, no, I, I don't believe that but I believe in the think category I don't really think it matters what day that you worship I could be wrong we might all get to heaven someday and God say why were you worshiping on Sunday and we go sorry you know I just just don't think it's the kind of thing that's going to send anybody to hell there are people who do believe that very intensely that if you don't worship on a particular day you're doomed I, I, I don't think that 
Okay, I don't think it's the kind of thing that you, you cling to and rely on something in that area. I've got friends uh, who do worship on Saturday. They're not quite as intense about it. I've uh, uh, Churches like Seventh-day Adventist churches, great churches, nice people, wonderful people, good friends. I've spoken at uh, some Seventh-day Adventist churches over the last year. Actually, I spoke at, I believe it was their largest university uh, in California a year, maybe a year and a half ago. We love those people, get along with them, great. They invite me to come in as their guests and stuff, even though we still don't think the same on that one issue. It's okay. We believe in other issues that unite us together. Uh, someone recently asked me questions about creation. You know, someone asked me my opinion on dinosaurs. And, and, and they sincerely said there were people who, who are considering coming to the church here, but, but wanted to know what we thought about dinosaurs first. And I just, you know, if, if that's your make it or break it deal, you probably don't want to come here, okay? Because I'm sure there's going to be something else going to freak you out a lot worse than dinosaurs. What do I believe, think about dinosaurs? I don't think anything about them. I honestly don't care. Probably will never care. Unless one comes into my backyard. And then I'll have to deal with it. Someone asked a question about evolution. What do you believe about evolution? I, well, I, first, I don't believe it. I don't even think it. I think it's ridiculous and absurd. But if, some people say, well, do you really believe that God created the earth in six days? Actual, literal, 24-hour days. Yes, I do. I, I'd believe it if it said seven, six minutes. It, I believe nothing is impossible to God. Now, there's people who say they believe that it is figurative and that it was really millions and millions of years. I don't have a problem with that. If that's what you want to think, fine. You know, the only problem I have is when people take it to the point where they say that they think we're an accident, that God didn't really create any of this. We're just, you know, some kind of a cosmic mistake. I've got a problem with that because I believe, trust, cling to and rely on that God created all things. See, there I would take issue with you. But if you're a born again Christian who believes God created the world through millions of years of evolution, great, wonderful fine. I don't really care. Uh, but I honestly, people say, well, they, they do that because they have a hard time having faith for creation. I think the greatest amount of faith required is for evolution. You know, for example, this watch, nobody made it. There were a bunch of wheels and mechanisms and springs in here. Now, we don't know where they came from. Oh, we think there was a big bang explosion. <laughs> And, and, and they all fell in a box. Uh, we don't know where the box came from. It, it's very likely part of that same explosion. And then the box started shaking. Now, we don't know who was shaking it, but it was shaking. And it shook and it shook and it shook for millions of years until all of it fell together. And now it keeps perfect time. (laughs) Now, if you want... (laughs) 
If you want to believe that and think that doesn't take much faith, knock yourselves out, okay? And and that's a stupid watch. Life is infinitely more complex than a stupid little Timex indigo push the button that lights up at night watch. All right? But if you think it all, you know, people, they get around it because they use these terms of millions of years. Well, it happened over millions of years. And then your brain goes into neutral and just, well, I guess anything could happen over millions of years. You know, but again, if, you know, again, the only time I'll have trouble with you is if you don't think God did it. Okay, if you think we're some kind of mistake. I don't think we're any kind of mistake. And I believe when it came to mankind, God actually made man if you want to believe all the critters evolved from each other knock yourselves out but I just think we're different we're not we did not climb out of some soupy pond one day (laughs) crawl across the ground climb into a tree turn into an ape and fall out into a business suit it's just absurd (laughs) it's just it's just My version takes a lot less faith. I don't know what you're thinking. But, you know, if you want to think that, knock yourselves out. The end times. People ask me about the end times. What do you believe about the end times? Now, we trust, cling to, rely on the fact that Jesus Christ is going to return someday. Non-negotiable. It's going to happen. I don't believe it. Well, you'll be really surprised. (laughs) It doesn't matter what you believe. People are so arrogant. I don't believe it. Like, that's going to stop God. God doesn't care what you think. He's going to come back someday. Now, exactly how, when, what it's going to look like, I don't know. Christians fussing and fighting over the stupidest stuff. Well, brother, are you pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib? Or do you only believe in the rapture? What do you believe about this? What do you believe about all the Antichrist? Is it actually 666? Or is it a series of numbers that represent 666? <laughs> so I don't know, brother. I believe in the pan theory. Oh, really? What's that? I think it'll all pan out in the end. <laughs> Does it really matter? How is, what are you going to do? Stop, oh, wait, this got to happen this way. I, I disagree. Nobody cares what you think. Arguing and fighting and making a trust, cling to, rely on doctrine. It's not. It's an I think belief. Okay, that's an I guess belief. You, you have no idea. Well, I'll get done. You know, I'm, I'm convinced we'll get to heaven and the first thing we're all going to go is, oh. <laughs> Whoops. Not as smart as I thought it was. <laughs> baptism. What about baptism? How do you baptize? Well, we got a tank over there underneath the trombone and we <laughs> dunk people in water. We think, believe, baptism means to be immersed in water. Well, I don't believe that. I believe that you can pour water over you. Oh, okay. Others say, well, I think you can just sprinkle water out of you. I said, well, yeah, but then you're only saved in spots. <laughs> but... uh <laughs> I'm just being mean, you know. But you know, just I'm gonna fight about those those people who think, well, that's you can't have a tank because you got to have running water like a stream or river, or otherwise it doesn't wash away your sins. 
okay, we'll take you to the river. <laughs> what about worship? Why do you people worship the way that you do? It's a little, it's a, it's a little, it's a little emotional for me. Why y'all stand up and raise your hands and clap and sing and stuff? Because we like it. And the Bible says we should raise our hands to God and sing unto the Lord and praise God with the loud cymbals and new songs and even says we can shout unto God and even dance. You know, well, we don't do much of that around here, but <clears throat> y'all can't dance. But, uh, um, <laughs> you know, just who we are. So, well, I don't believe that. I don't, I don't think I should have to raise my hand. That's okay. No, we don't have any ushers walking down the aisle going, hey, 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 arms up, arms up, buddy. (laughs) Arms up here. If you want to just sit there quietly, I don't care. A lot of people, they honestly believe their version of worship is this. That's okay. Oddly enough, you put those same people in a Packer game, they transform into crazy man. when it comes to God it's this so that's okay you know you know we think we're wild there's churches a lot wilder than we are man I've been in some wild service y'all been in any crazy what any hardcore Pentecostals out there from the yeah Lathan <laughs> man well, I've been in services you have no idea y'all are a bunch of dead white people to these people I mean that's Running, jumping, screaming, hollering, shouting all over the place. And it's, it's kind of fun. Now, we don't do that here. Don't do it here. Because <laughs> I will throw you out. Why? Because it will just freak the willies out of people. You know, we're, we're stretching them as it is, just raising their hands, you know. You know, we're trying to relate to people in Wisconsin. Okay, if we were in Tennessee or Alabama, it would be different. We'd get crazier. So, but, and so why do you do just, this? Just what we think. That's how we think, believe. That's all. It's not a big major deal. Someone asked me in Green Bay, so, oh, you're that church. You're the church that believes Christians have to tithe. So, no, we don't believe that. We think Christians should tithe. There's a big difference. No one's going to force anyone. No one's checking your, when you come in the door, looking at your W-2 form and seeing what kind of check you got. Well, I don't believe that. <laughs> okay. Someone asked about, you know, healing and so on. What about healing? Do you, do you believe God heals people? Yeah, I, I, we really do. We really do. I've seen miracles, experienced miracles. God heals people. So well, I don't believe that. <laughs> well, that's why you're always sick. <laughs> me no one's forcing you someone said to me I, I believe it's God's will that you know what, what, if I, what if it's God's will for us to be sick so you really believe it's God's will for you to be sick yes well then why are you going to doctors trying to get out of the will of God if you really believe that you should come forward we'll pray for you you get sicker so you'll be more in the will of God kind of ludicrous I would much rather believe God wants to bless and heal us you don't know if God speaks to you you know like the apostle Paul he had some infirmity he went to God three times praying and finally God said I just chill out my grace is enough for you he said okay 
God speaks it that way, that's fine. But even Paul started out, he assumed God would answer his prayer for healing. We assume that. We start there. We believe God wants you well. We believe God wants you blessed. We believe God can turn around the circumstances in your life. We do not think God, the power of heaven and earth, is intimidated by the cold or flu season. Or by cancer or any other bug you got. God can do anything. Say, I don't believe that. That's, That's why you're sick. Someone asked me about a week ago, what do you believe about speaking in tongues? What do you believe? I said, well, I, I, I think you can speak in tongues. I think you can be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. I said, well, does everybody have to? What about this? Why not? I just think, just chill out. All right? I said, well, I don't agree with that. Well, okay, that's fine. We still love you. You, can, you have to understand something. This church is not about having a group of people who all think the same. Well, doesn't the Bible say we should be, have one mind? Yeah, when it com- concerning those strong, basic biblical thoughts, of course. You know, if you're here and you don't believe Jesus is the Son of God, you're in the wrong crowd. All right? There's some basic, fundamental things that we all have one heart and one mind about. But a lot of these other issues that some of you are bringing in, because there's a lot of people from different background churches here. In a church like this, we open the door to anybody. There's some of y'all are Catholics, some of y'all are Lutherans, some of y'all are Presbyterians, whatever that is, and some of y'all are, are uh, um, you know, Southern Baptists, all kinds of different things. And you come with different beliefs about some of these various things. That's okay. So well, can I still be a member of the church? Of course you can. So, well, Pastor, what if I don't agree with everything you say? My wife doesn't agree with everything I say. <laughs> and, and I know the reason you ask the questions is because so many churches, they require that you all think according to their doctrinal layout. In fact, some of, you, some of them make you sign cards that say, I agree that I believe in A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. And I promise not to do X, Y, Z. And we don't do that. Why? It's not about us all thinking. We're not a bunch of robots. What we are is a family of faith. We're a family of it. We're people who believe in God, who believe in Jesus Christ, who believe in the basic doctrines of the Bible. And then we encourage each other in faith and we're there for each other. We may not always agree about some of these other things that we talk about as beliefs. They are beliefs, but much more in the I think belief category than the hardcore. If we can't all think the same, we can't have anything to do with it. Are you following me? Okay? That's what I'm trying to get across this morning. Does it matter what we think? Of course it matters what we think. And I always do my very best to teach you what I believe and think the Bible says about a great many things. But we just always have to be aware of the fact that we won't always think 100% the same about 100% everything. And that's 100% okay. It's called love. It's called being a family. You guys, you know, you just had family time, right? Christmas and all this Thanksgiving and stuff. Do you agree with everybody in your family? Man, I got some members of my family that are just lunatics. But they're still my family. They're still my brothers, my sisters. We don't exclude each other because we don't think the same. We need to carry more of that uh, here. We, I, I tell you what, we need... A, it's, it's something that I always stress at Stephen's Point. We got some of the guys from Stephen's Point here this morning. But I have. The whole time I was there. Is that... Yeah, all two of them. Uh, <laughs> I've always stressed, this is about family. 
we want you to feel like you're part of a family here. And, and I don't know how long it'll take for us to really let that sink in. But that's really the way I view this thing. This isn't just some religious country club. And this isn't just a thing where you just quick come in and don't connect with people and leave. This is, this is about being a family of faith where we're there for each other. Where we pray for each other. Where we're concerned with each other. Where we weep with those that weep. And we rejoice with those that rejoice. It's about being there for each other even when we don't always think the same. Even when we don't always like each other. I mean, come on. Not everybody here likes everybody. Not everybody here likes me, (laughs) which is hard to comprehend because I love me. I just think I'm wonderful, but I'm not everybody's cup. That's okay. It's not about that. It's about focusing on him, celebrating him, saying, I'm going to be there for people because of the love of Christ that's in my heart. That's what this is about. I'm going to ask our ushers to come. And uh, get ready to serve us communion this morning and our worship team to come back up. Now just so you're clear, this is not uh, just everybody do what they think in their own eyes kind of sermon when it comes to moral issues. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about doctrines. Everything from dinosaurs, I don't know how that ever became a doctrine, but dinosaurs to, you know, baptism, whatever, where people have different views and opinions and we, we need to be able to allow for that kind of thing. I'm not talking about moral issues. We believe in a right and a wrong and we will teach what is right and oppose what we believe is wrong. Even if you don't agree with that, I mean, we're just, I think the Bible is very clear, very plain about things of moral issues. We live in a society today that believes in right and wrong, kinda. It's all kind of fuzzy, you know. Thou shalt not kill, usually. Thou shalt not commit adultery, yeah, you know, unless you find your soulmate that you really missed the first time around. Thou shalt not steal under most circumstances. I mean, that's the culture that we live in. I promise you, that's not the culture here. We believe in right. We believe in wrong. We believe in obeying the Bible. And we teach what's right and wrong for one fundamental reason. Because the things that God says are wrong are offensive to Him. It doesn't matter whether or not you benefit from it or not. A lot of times we'll talk about sin in terms that it hurts people. And one of the reasons you should stay away from sin is because it hurts people. And while that's true, generally speaking, it's not always true. There are people who live sinful lifestyles and do things that are very wrong and destructive who don't suffer any ill. There's people, you know, but that's not why we're doing this. The reason we come against certain issues and preach what we do is for one reason only, because God said so. Because it's offensive to God. Whether you benefit from it or not is irrelevant to me. You know, you, you can benefit from doing wrong. If you don't get caught, you can benefit from stealing. You can make a lot of money stealing. You can get along really well in life by being dishonest. You're dishonest enough and really clever about it, man. You can have a nice house, send your kids to schools and colleges and just have everything great. Well, I, nothing ever happened to me. I was okay. I wasn't always honest, but I did okay. I, it doesn't matter. How you benefit one way that's irrelevant. We don't do these things because it offends God. And we'll always take stands on that. 
So don't confuse that. What I'm talking about is strictly on, on, on areas of doctrine and debates and, you know, end times and all these kind of things. Uh, if you want to know what I think or believe, you can always email me. And I've been responding to everybody saying, this is what I think, but I could be wrong. Okay, we're not dogmatic in your face about these things. What we are dogmatic and in your face is about one thing. We serve God. If you want to have a relationship with God, the only way you can do it is through Jesus Christ. Say, well, what about all the other religions in the world? Quite frankly, the only way to do this is through Jesus Christ. This is what we believe. They believe other things. You need to choose. Are you going to believe Jesus Christ was indeed the Son of God? Jesus said, no man can come to God except through me. You have to make a decision today. Do you believe that or do you not believe that? Well, I think it doesn't matter. Well, you'll find out someday. We'll all find out someday. Personally, I believe the only way to God is through Jesus Christ. This is all about having a relationship with Him, with God. With, with no, We're getting ready to serve communion. What we're celebrating right now is the broken body of Jesus Christ, the blood that He shed for us so we could have forgiveness of sins. All this He did for you and me. He was the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We can know God and have a relationship with God. Not because we're good people. Not because we're trying to be more good than bad. Trying to work our way to heaven. You can't do it. The only shot you have at this is to have your sins forgiven. The only way to get your sins forgiven is to come to Christ. To let his blood cleanse you. To ask him into your life. I'd like us all to bow our heads before we take communion this morning. And I want to invite all of you to pray a prayer with me. We always pray this prayer together. It's not that everybody has to pray to get saved every week. That's not why. We pray it all together so it will be comfortable for everyone. But if you're here this morning, you've never truly surrendered your heart to Jesus. If you will make this decision, if you will put your hope in him, if you will trust, cling to, rely on him, he will forgive you of your sins. He will come into your life. He will make you a new person. Let's pray this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I put my trust in you this morning. I ask you to come into my heart and to forgive me of my sins. Thank you for loving me. Amen. Lord, we are so grateful that we can know you through faith. Bless this time now as we reflect on your sacrifice given for us. Sacrifice given in love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.